This is a HeadGum Original. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. I am here hosting the one and only RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Podcast, Babel, and I am over the moon. I'm Mono Agapian. We're going to talk about this season 15 reunion, and we have an incredibly talented, amazing uh, person here today. They're a writer. They're a novelist. They've written TV. They co-created Bel Air. I mean, they have a million credits. And I am, they wrote, oh, my government means to kill me. Am I saying it right? My government? perfectly right. My government means to kill me. Oh, my God. I just started it so good. We have Rashid Newson. Am <laughs> I saying you. your name right? That is perfect. Yeah, you, you've been you, I, you. You should have no doubts about your ability here today. You've been great <laughs> so far. It's absolutely perfect. I just started the book. Well, let's go ahead and plug the book. Um, first of all, I think it's just one of the best titled books ever. My government <laughs> means to kill me. It just like grabs you, I think. And I it speaks to the heart of the matter. Yeah, I think it speaks to the heart of the matter. And maybe it feels really real right now, especially. But I'm early in the journey and I was just learning. Obviously, I'm very early in the book with a with a Morris bathhouse. What is it called? Yes. Morin? Morris. Mount Morris bath. Mount Morris. Uh, and then I the- started doing research being like, this is real. Oh no! It's, I mean, that's the the fun of the book for me. It's a novel, yeah, but I it's historical fiction. So I took as many right. true things and put them in there as possible. And I'm trying to put up pull up stories from the mid '80s that people don't know, even if you think you know gay history. Mm-hmm. So I mean, most people know that during the height of the AIDS crisis, they closed a lot of the gay bathhouses and spas mm-hmm. in New York and in San Francisco, um, but they didn't close Mount Morris baths. It mm-hmm. was the one that served the black community in Harlem. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of reasons. You can guess why maybe they didn't care to close that bathhouse. Because uh, my it, government it, means to kill me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it figures in. I mean, that's, I mean, I didn't know. I mean, this book, you know, I wrote this probably two years ago and it takes a long time to come out. It's feeling very timely now in ways I couldn't have anticipated. Oh, my God. And certainly didn't want. No, no one wants that to be true, but it's, it, unfortunately, I like that we're talking about it because, I mean, just this week, I mean, two, I mean, the the young black gentlemen who were ex, expelled, what, oh my yeah. God, ex, what word am I trying to say, Rashid? They were expelled. They were expelled. They were, I'm trying to say yeah. expulsed, but that ain't a word, mama. Um, <laughs> they were expelled for for pro, peacefully protesting gun violence. Wow. And yet the, the white woman who, who was one of their allies was not. And God bless her for saying, like, it's because I'm white. Yes. Oh, yeah. I'm very privileged. I'm white. Um, What are we going to (laughs) do? Like, what are we going to do? We're going to fight because, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, we don't roll over. And that's what I love about being both black and gay. I'm I'm part of two communities Mm -hmm. that have um, faced the worst this country can throw at them. Mm -hmm. And we prevail in the end. It does get dark. Mm. Um, There are serious losses that hurt deeply. Mm-hmm. But we're going to win. 
Yeah. I, I confidently feel that too. I, uh, I, I really do. Like, I really feel, I see the light in the tunnel, even when, uh, you know, I hear people just reminding us that like, this isn't new. Unfortunately, this is not new. We had a precedence change when women were allowed to vote, uh, when the civil rights movement happened. I mean, obviously during just abolition, like abolitionist movement, it's like, this has happened before where people finally say, no, we're not going to do this anymore. We're just in the thick of it. One of the things that I think I try to get across in, in the book is that we think of advocacy work, civil rights movements, all those things. It's easy to think of them as history, as work that was done in the past. It is the work of our lives. We will all have to do this. Mm-hmm. We will all have to fight for our rights and, and, and the rights of future generations. That is a lifelong goal. That is a lifelong um, work. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, we don't get to put it down. It will never be done. Yeah. Yeah, there's no way. <laughs> I don't, I'm not trying to be cynical, but like, there's just no way. I mean, like, it's incredible the way young trans people are showing up for themselves. And there's just no way that these people who don't believe a woman should control her own body are going to easily accept that a trans person exists, which is like such a fucking shame or, or even worse, even worse for them that a trans person wants med, wants a right to medical health. Uh, like uh, they want to control their body and, and medically take care of themselves because this country doesn't even want normal people to take care of themselves. Oh, okay. Well, one of the things like, I mean, it's, it's, it's astounding that the people who are trying to oppress us don't get this. Yeah. But once you've given people a taste of freedom, once they've had a right, once they've had a freedom, they'll never just surrender it. Mm-hmm. Like you, like you, like, Oh, well, well, we used to have, we used to have control over your body. You used to have abortion rights. Well, we've taken those away. In what world is the population of women who want that going yeah. to ever go, oh, okay, yeah. you've canceled my rights, I'll, 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 I'll accept that. It'll never happen. We'll, we'll fight you it's until still the end of time. Blows my fucking mind. It blows my fucking mind. The 50-year late downgrade. It's like yeah. 50, we're going back 50 years? Ooh, it's a mess. So go by my government means to kill me. It's, I mean, obviously all of your work speaks to this experience. Uh, tell, tell us more, a little bit more about Bel Air. Bel Air. Um, Bel Air is something that I really enjoyed working on. It fell into my lap. Uh, mm-hmm. I work with TJ Brady. We're, we're writing partners. And it, it was already in the works before we joined the project. Mm-hmm. And I remember seeing the trailer and thinking, that's, that's really smart. I hope they figure out how to do that. Really, and then it turns out figuring out how to do that was really hard. That so, is fascinating. So wait, the trailer was out, and then somehow you got involved. The trailer was out, and then uh, they decided to to actually go for it with this reboot. And everybody kept saying it's Bel Air as a drama. And I think the first time they came to us, people were like, "No, no, it's 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 Bel Air as a drama." And I'm like, "Yes, yes, I saw the trailer, but where is that going? Like, right. how does that have legs?" Right. And uh, TJ and I became part of the, the the sort of small team that figured out how that was going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, I've worked in television a long time. I've worked on The Shy and The Hundred and Narcos and Animal Kingdom and all these places. There has been nothing like Bel Air, and I don't think there ever will again be anything like that. What we didn't take into consideration is people love that show so much that I've never seen at the beginning so much, um, so many people who were adamant this shouldn't be done. Yeah. You're going to ruin our childhood. Like I was almost like, are we all going to stain our reputation doing this? And we took some big swings and the audience did something it almost never does. It changed its mind. You would see I, tweets. 
Yeah. Yeah, that never happens. There were tweets where people were like, I thought this was going to be horrible. Actually, I like it. And, yeah. you, and telling other people, you should watch it. And I, I think remember that, that internet we moment. Got 9 million viewers. Yeah. It's, of course, it was e- like, it's easy to poo poo. But like, I remember that internet moment where I was like, oh my God, this is stupid. And now it seems like it's had so much critical and audience success. I mean, I mean, I'll be, I mean, I'll just tell you straight out. I mean, like there was a part where we were, TJ and I were show running the first season. We're trying to get the pilot up. We're trying to figure out what these early stories are. And I thought in my head, like my goal at that particular moment was, I hope we don't embarrass ourselves. Yeah. I don't want to do something that follows me for the rest of my career as sure. some bomb. And I, so you did for it. The, and, then, and then the first season gets nominated for an, an NAAC, NAACP Image Award. That is incredibly That's validating. In- amazing. That's amazing. As someone who's written on projects that were embarrassing, um, I I'm glad you're you've evaded that fate. It's, it's not fair. I mean, I think I don't. I mean, the one thing I think viewers of any show don't realize is how hard everybody working on it is 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 really like giving blood and, and sweat to it. Yeah. And if you are unsatisfied with what you're seeing as a viewer, imagine how we feel. Oh my God. We, we're totally. satisfied too. You, you didn't like that episode. I didn't like it either. And I had to work on it for nine shooting days, 14 hours at a time. A hundred percent. No it's viewer like, is ever more disappointed than the people working on a show that fails. Truly. It's like cooking dinner on a, on the sinking Titanic. You know what I'm saying? It's like <laughs> dinner service, yeah. you know, it's yeah. like, but, but the ship, but... I, I mean, by the way, another thing is viewers, if if after two or three episodes, you don't like a show, you get to check out. Yeah. We also know a show is not working after two or three episodes. Yeah. We don't get that. uh, We don't get that option. We have to stay here and keep working on this loser (laughs) to the bitter end. Thank you very much. Yeah. We've all been there. We've all been there. Well, I mean, I, I fucking love that you're here. I fucking love that we, we kikied over the internet. I can't believe you listened to drag her. I was like very gagged and you've been here since the beginning. Nicole Byers. And I I mean, I've been through all the iterations, all the, all the, even when it was what the talk. Oh yeah. I oh love yeah. It. I mean, I went I, I mean, it. I remember when like, you know, it's like Nicole's stand-up career and 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 Joel can booster stand-up began to take off. So like yeah. every year it was like uh every week it was like, "Hey, I'm not going to be here, but so and so will be stepping in for me." I'm like the Mandalorian, but with fucking with drag talk. Uh, I'm the I'm the last one standing. I have braved the hordes of Drag Race fans to do what's right for this land, and we're the only one. So it's like, it's, yeah, I mean, it it's feels a like too, many, it really too much is. stakes. To Where not. would anyone else get this content about Drag Race? I mean, before we started, I, I had I literally shut you up because you were saying something too good that needed to be on the podcast, and. We we need to just talk about obviously like uh, what I love uh, one reason I love doing the podcast is like I get to have a little bit of a point of view as a queer person of color and share that experience as a drag race fan and you were saying something really interesting of how those uh those uh, frankly those race relations have changed in the show in the fandom in the past couple of years. I feel like we're in a good place these last few seasons where when we get to the end of the season, they're, they're generally two or three people. And I feel like I will be okay if any of these people win. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and there was a sort of, there were these middle years where I think, I think the show was still realizing what its power was in social media and the fandom was learning what its power was in social media. And it was ugly. 
Mm. And it really, to my taste, I mean, I'm a black gay man. It just seemed like we were having a race war uh, in the in the drag race fandom. Yeah. And they were supporting people who I was just like, this seems like you're forgiving this because they're white and you are hard on these people because they've got color. And, and I the think winning, that still the, exists, unfortunately, in some fans. And, but I think it I felt like it used to determine the outcome. Mm. You know, I felt like I think the show has gotten better about yeah. about sort of sidestepping that or rising above it, however you want to play it. Is there a year in particular you're thinking of? I mean, it has taken me a long time to warm to Trixie Mattel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And having to remind myself that it's not her fault that they put that crown on her head. It's not but her I, fault. <laughs> but I really was like, how did you win this season? Like essentially winning no challenges. <laughs> I'll see like somebody it, who just coasted to the middle and yeah. then just ended up as the winner. I thought this this can't happen again. And I think that I think that was a real I think that was probably the wake up call where they were like, we can't let this happen again. Yeah, I, I hope so. I think you're right. It's like as accomplished as she is, she's amazing. But like in that show, in the optics of the all the other remaining girls being queens of color and with the uh, the reality of Kennedy Davenport certainly giving more in the final lip sync. Um it, it, it felt weird. And I mean, I mean, I think, you know, I think it was a PR move. They, for whatever reason, trust Trixie more to carry the brand. But also, isn't that a undercurrent of racism right there? Well, I mean, here's another thing. It's like, I understand. And again, Trixie is incredibly talented. And I do like Amazing. her now. I Love like her. her. I mean, the thing I thought was like, they basically saw talent in her that they could use beyond the show. Yes, I think you're but right. But you've got to make sure that talent comes through in the show. Yeah. You've got to make sure. I mean, like, I mean, like, let's be honest. There are times where they pick a lip sync song to favor one queen over another. Fully, fully, They fully. never set her up for success during the season to mm-hmm. win and dominate in a way that validated where they wanted to go at the end of the season. I think, yeah, I think they got surprised themselves. I, I, you know, which is why they've never done the jury thing again. Producers don't want to be surprised. They want control. Yeah. Um, and the jury thing was, they actually lost control, it seems, doing that. Because I think they thought people would choose Shangela. The show wanted Shangela in the top two. Even in the edit, the editors were like, still edit as if Shangela's gonna win. (laughs) Like, that was wild. That was, that was pretty heartbreaking moment as a Drag Race fan. Yeah. Um, yeah, good point, good point. So now I feel like we, the show is having, is being better aware um, maybe even their also, own subconscious biases. Oh yeah. I mean, it's, some of it's bound to happen, but it's like, I think they've, I think now these last few seasons feel good. I just want to put my, my credentials on the table. My husband and I have been together for 15 years. We started watching the first season drag race a year into our relationship. Mm-hmm. I remember us like holding each other and crying when Angina oh, yeah. came out as HIV positive on, on, on stage. I mean, like I, we have been through it. And there have been times where I've said, I'm never watching this show again. Like, I've been <laughs> so mad at the outcome <laughs> or the way they treated somebody. But I, um, I've i come back and I do, do, believe, I do love it. Do you believe Vixen was done dirty? Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 They do. Yeah. I mean, and, and I mean, I want to talk about, I mean, I love that, you know, blame it on the edit sort of became a thing this season. Yeah. I work in television and I just would love to be able to clarify. There are some things we can do in the edit. There are a lot of things we cannot do in the edit. Yes. 
That's you know. true. That's true. So that there's truth on both sides. Like, I, I mean, I'm sorry. I'm already going to think about Lucy LaDuca because that's what's pertinent to this season. Yeah. Lucy LaDuca has come across as the most bothered person on this cast. And I think there's some, there's certainly visual proof to that. There's a lot of, I mean, like what, what I want to point out is like, you know, we can certainly take some of your words out, rearrange your words. I mean, that feeling of they put words in my mouth. Mm-hmm. Okay. That can happen. I will admit that. But your affectation is your own. Mm -hmm. We can't, if you want to say the words bitchy, that's you. If you want to say the words shady, that's you. We don't have a filter for that. We can't run it through a machine (laughs) and make you look like you're arrogant or bothered or on the verge of a nervous breakdown. That is is the frozen. It's the frozen Laduka face. She doesn't even know she's doing it. And I was shocked even on this reunion. I was like, oh, you're doing it. You didn't watch yourself on TV and go, let me, let me, let me, let me loosen it up. Let me loosen it up. She didn't she let loose. She can't help herself. She can't help herself. No, she can't help herself. God bless. She's very talented. She's yes. hella talented. Well, everybody came in here with some assignments. I mean, you know, for most of these queens in the reunion, this is just their audition for all stars fully right like you're just coming in here trying to remind people who you are if you're one of the early eliminated queens i think the only one who did it correctly was i mean mistress Isabel brooks took won this won this far and away right yeah and i was she did and i thought i thought irene dubois was very good because for someone who was eliminated after one episode i'd kind of forgotten her i was like was that this season yeah, she has been mouthy on Twitter, as we talked about in the episode. So I, you know, what distracted me, she was fun, but what distracted me was the way she was sitting during the reunion. Did it distract you? I don't think she was comfortable in that and what she was wearing. No, I guess whatever she was wearing was hurting her, but she was just, I hate to get like to in, reinforce the gender binary, but it was to me so such a ba- a masculine football player stance. I don't think she could. I mean, no, 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 no shade. I don't think she could bring her legs together. I think there was. I, I think you're right. There was a problem. I think you're right. But then so, there were certain there were certain people who just sort of disappeared in this. Uh-huh. Like I didn't. I didn't think Robin Fierce. Oh my god! Or, I was so Amethyst. bummed because I love Robin Fierce. It's t- you know I think they were like waiting to be invited into the chat, and that is not how this works. Yeah, Robin, you're too nice. Um, yeah, but you've got to force your way in. You got and honestly, create some shit, especially when your amethyst moment comes up. I just, I hey, start a fight. Like, <laughs> who cares? Even afterwards, I think you'd be like, amethyst. I just wanted to, I want some screen time. Like, yeah, like that's what get your about. name out of my fucking mouth. <laughs> and your dick sucks. Your dick yeah. is nasty. Like, I mean, just go there. Have some moments. Give us something to remember, because that's what right? that's what's going to get you. On All Stars, I mean, it actually knocks me out because I think Robin and Amethyst missed a big thing here. If they had made more of that moment, oh, you yeah. put them they both gone on All Stars just to see them continue that conversation. Oh. Bitch, you know your you, your hole is is more bitter than a lemon head. Like, just oh go God. for it. Just attack each other. I rang it like a dinner bell. I mean, whatever yeah. you got to do. <laughs> I Bitch, was. I, I was I was thrown because I thought you never say it's over. And Amethyst was like, oh, the chapter's over. Like, I don't want to talk about this anymore. Right. Well, guess what? The audience wants to talk about it. Yes. Give us some new chapters. You know how far. Okay. And this is okay. This is this is not to denigrate. This sounds like I'm denigrating. But like we didn't know who Alaska was. But when Alaska was Sharon Needles 
boyfriend that launched her she's obviously deserving but it launched her into the spotlight of drag race casting yes i mean i as somebody Tell who a story lo- well as somebody who loves soap operas into uh-huh. this dying day yeah. that's what this is you need a storyline honey yeah it's not enough to be talented and beautiful no why do we invest in you what is the arc of you and some queens get that and i thought some of them didn't it is funny that though you say that and i do have to say sasha colby's i mean sasha colby's story is she is the obi-wan kenobi of drag like i am i have come from the ether i have reappeared in human form to anoint you all with my drag excellence yes yeah and i will i mean and she is so incredible she's going to like lift this franchise past its sins you know like it's like she's (laughs) Like every bad thing it ever did to the trans community will, when she gets that crown oh in her head, God, will be right. made right. Like she is their salvation. You I've been thinking about right. what would it take for her not to win? I, it, it's, it, there's just no way. There's just no way. There's just no way. I, I, I personally don't think it makes any sense to credit anyone else. You see the adoration in Rue's eyes. I feel like in this episode, they really showed their cards with Rue being like, bitch, yeah. you are fucking it. Like, yeah. Yeah, the unseen stuff, they were like, oh, we can't put this in the real show because it tips it so right. hard. Exactly. They cut it out of that last episode where she they gave her a fourth win because it was just like too much. It was like too clear. I thought, I mean, my thing with Sasha is I was like, what if she broke every bone in her body? But I think Mama would still come out there in a full body cast. And win. I do too. Like she's just too. so good. And nobody can be angry about it, which is which is where I think you want the fan base to be. Where they might love somebody else more, but they cannot argue against who you put the crown on. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, the, my uh, we. I mean, this top four is gaggy. This top four is my favorite. I've said it. My favorite top four since like season nine. Um, it's just to me, just murderers row of yeah. talent and personality, and I, I, I love them. And I I do live that they're all queens of color. I do love that. I mean, can I also say, I mean, Anitra has been something. I mean, I mean Sasha Kalba is great, but Anitra has my heart. Well, speaking of Obi-Wan Kenobi, she's like the Luke Skywalker. Like, you know what I mean? She's like, <laughs> she has, I don't know why I'm all I'm referencing Star Wars like motherfucker today, but like, she is that like, you are talent and you are like the young talent. It doesn't mean you couldn't win. She could win, but she's, she's the, uh, the rookie choice. Like the, 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 maybe like the wonderkind, like the Neo Matrix choice. Like you're like, for some reason well, here you just know and you're, you're going to love her for years and years and years. Fully. She also, I mean, there's something, it's beyond just just um, admiring her talent and and like just that she's lovely and sexy. Like, Mm. I want to like do her taxes and help her set up a (laughs) retirement account. I want to help her become her best version of herself. (sighs) I want to like secure her a brighter future. You want to take care of her. Yeah. I mean, she's just like, oh. Well, we're going to actually talk about Anitra's SEP IRA after this break. But first... Silence, Rashid. I feel like taking a break. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn can be in your hands today with earning. Come on, y'all. We've all been there. We want to spend a little bit of extra dough on a big night out or a last-minute gift for, like, your boo. Sometimes money just can be, uh, dare I say, complicated. Well, worry not, because Earnin' 
helps you get your money today as opposed to later. You know what I'm saying? If you don't know, wake up because Earnin is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work. You can get up to $100 per day or $750 per pay period. Earnin is used by over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability. So why don't you go ahead and download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type in drag her under podcast when you sign up. It really helps the show. That's drag her under podcast. Get some extra dough. Have a little fun. And don't wait for your employer to give you your money, honey. Earnin is subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Are you seeing some triggering ads on social media? Stuff about summer bodies, stuff about the diet cleanse, stuff about trimming down. Fuck that noise. That stuff is triggering for me, and I assume it's triggering for someone else listening. That's why I use BetterHelp. BetterHelp allows me to get in touch with a licensed professional therapist who can help me recharge, who can help me de- decrap my brain because those negative images and slogans can really creep in and give me negative body talk. You know what I mean? Any form of negative self-talk that is traumatic for me. And um, thankfully, I'm using these tools and being honest about them and articulating them in a way that takes the power away from them. If you're thinking about therapy, you should give BetterHelp a try because it's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you do is fill out a brief questionnaire. You get matched with a licensed therapist and you can even switch therapists anytime at no additional charge. That's how I found my personal therapist. I found my sweet spot with BetterHelp. So go visit betterhelp.com slash drag her today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash drag her. Go find your social sweet spot with BetterHelp. Bring back my break. We are here. And I think it's just about time for us to chirp and burp. Because, you know, obviously the runway was kind of inverted on this episode. So I think we should chirp and burp these uh, reunion looks as they presented them to us. What do you think? Absolutely. So we got, they got them in alphabetical order. God bless. We got Amethyst coming up first in some sort of furry pleather eleganza. What do we think? I mean, I think I would like it more if it was lit better. Like, I don't mean, I think, unfortunately, she thought she was going to be on the main stage with a lot of lights. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of this kind of got lost because it's in a dark theater. At the Ace Theater. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So this may not have been the best choice for the venue, but I'm sure it's lovely. I just wish I could see more of it. I sure am going to burp it. Um, I, I don't get it. Um, pleather and then like a puppet and then fur. I mean, she's delightful. Her face looks nice. Yeah. But I, I am going to burp it. I don't understand what's happening. I'm yeah. so confused. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to burp it. I, um, yeah. Because I just think it, it's not a good thing for where they are. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, what is she, is she, is she going to the f- furry? Is she going to the Eagle to get fisted? Is she going to the furry convention? Where is she going? Is that velvet? Is she wearing velvet? No, I, very- I can't look at it actually anymore. I'm, I'll throw up. Um, <laughs> okay. Anitra. Anitra. Oh, I, I, I'm going to chirp this. I mean, I love the hair. I love the makeup. Um, this pops, I mean, is in a dark place. I mean, I mean that shot right there of her face just, she is so beautiful and so vibrant. You can't, I can't take my eyes off her. She's amazing. It's not my favorite thing she's worn, but I do think it's gorgeous. I don't know if I really get the hangy straps, but I don't really care. Her face, the crusted hair, it, it, it works for me. So I, I'm going to give it a chirp. I mean, Anitra is perfect person. And it's unfair. I'm giving her points because I like her. And that's just the fact. I mean, it happens to everyone. Welcome to entertainment, though. Entertainment's not fair. We like who we like. Um, Ara Mayari. I thought this was. I thought this was gorgeous. Very angelic. This is pretty. It's like a white off the shoulder. I don't know how to even describe it. Baggy blouse dress with medallions and jewels. It sparkles. Um, I like. There's one high boot and then a heel. I mean, I just thought it's interesting. Oh, it is. I didn't notice the asymmetry. Oh, that's really fun and weird. I mean, she looks great. I, I'm gonna give it a chirp. I don't like fully get it, but I think it's gorgeous. Well, it's almost like it's it's like a fashion straight jacket. Yes, I'm seeing that. <laughs> I'm seeing that. But I do. But I, I mean, that's track. Hasn't some of the mental health community said, "Please stop making straight jackets fashion." Well, she didn't. She doesn't bind it around herself. I will say okay. that it's a, it's a it's a it's an homage to straight jackets. <laughs> Tasteful, yeah. respectful homage to people in the cuckoo bin. Um, <laughs> it's it's a chirp. I, I like it. I mean, the hair is gorgeous. She's stunning. Her face is great. Um, and any hole is goal. You know. <laughs> okay, Irene Dubois. Yeah. 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 Alien, spiky, 3D printed spines all over. What do we think? Irene realized that she has to make a statement and mm-hmm. she um, she absolutely needs to remind everybody who she is. Mm-hmm. I think this is part of that. It's great. As I look at it now, look at the boot and the way it, it's probably digging into her thigh. Oh, yeah. I think this is part of the issue of why she found it uncomfortable to sit later. Because there's like those boots are made for standing. They are not made for sitting <laughs> or walking. Don't no, even no, 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 just pose. <laughs> These boots were made for standing, and that's just <laughs> what the hell do. Um, yeah, I wonder. Are there spikes on her ass? Is that why she couldn't sit? I'm trying to figure. I think out. all of it. I'm, I'm. My guess is that all of this is incredibly uncomfortable. Uh huh. And, and that's often what fa- high fashion is. Fully, I gotta say, it's a chirp. Uh, it's a chirp. Uh, there's a lot of puss. She's really showing us her puss, but I love it. I love the hair. I love the makeup. It's a chirp. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It makes you kind of, I mean, you know, she's been showing her outfits on Instagram, but it is one of those things where you go, God, maybe I would have liked to have seen what she would have done if she had gone further. I would have loved it. Which is the case for all stars. That's your all stars case right there. You are interesting enough. We wish we'd seen more of you. I think she's a good, and I mean, she was start, stirring up, a, I mean, shit, this episode, which again, she gets it. She was like, let me get my five. Let me get in there. Let me start some shit. And I love that Mistress calls her out on it. But again, yeah, do get, get in yes. there, bitch. Um, Jax. 
Jax looks uh, gorgeous. I like Jax. I do think Jax doesn't know how to dress. That is 100% <laughs> true. Like, I mean, when I'm looking at her hair and face, oh my God. But now I'm looking at the garment. What the fuck? What is uh, this? What is this? This looks like a uh, you ripped a Twix bar in half and put it on your body. What is this? She looks like a background singer for like SWV. I mean, it's just Slowly. like it is a 90s moment, but it's not big enough to actually be good. I mean, she's she fades into the background. She does. I still have to chirp. OK, I'm chirping her face and hair because that is perfect for me. Yeah. So I'm, I'm giving the chirp. I'm going to burp this. I just I was I was. Jack, Jack, throughout the season, I was sort of disappointed with the taste level and the fashion choices. Sure, fully. And as a cunt with no taste myself, I, I relate. Like, I relate to Jax because I, I am someone who does not have taste for clothing. So I get it. But you're right that, like, unfortunately, when it comes to Drag Race and other girls are bringing oh. insane shit every week. The funny thing is, I actually think you personally don't need to have taste. You just need friends that you will listen to. Fully, fully. People can dress you. You yes. show them what you want to put on and let them guide fully. you. Fully. I mean, a fully. lot of people in the celebrity world have no taste on their own. Fully. That's why they have stylists. Fully. Uh, period. Um, next, we have... The sickening, the gorgeous Lucy Laduca. She looks great. <laughs> yes. She looks fantastic. Um, I feel like that's the best wig she's had all season. Yeah. Look, her mug, perfect. Mm -hmm. I even like the shape of this garment. Um, eh, I don't know what the garment's saying. I don't know why there's it's a saying, look belt. at me. It's saying, look at me. Yeah. Which is what, I mean, which is on brand for Lucy. It is. Um, it's saying, you better beware. That's I'm not sure why she's wearing a airplane uh, seatbelt. <laughs> yeah, that part's interesting. So sort of buckle the whole thing together. But the cape is dramatic. It's big. It's what you expect from her. I yeah. mean, she's, you know, she's ready for her Vegas residency. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, she'll be at every rehearsal five minutes early, ready to call out, like raise her hand and be like, excuse me, stage manager. I just want to make a note that Derek Barry was two minutes late. And I just yeah. think the record should reflect that. No, the director goes through his notes and then she goes through her <laughs> notes for the cast. <laughs> fully, fully. I have to chirp it. I look, Oh yeah, that's a chirp. I that's like the thing, it. Like Lucy and she'll never get this. Uh -huh. Like, like she is talented and you and, and there's a part of the audience that actually wants to like her. She put her foot in her mouth every time she complained about not winning and all that. She did that to herself. She, she sure would did. have been much more loved if she had just been quieter. I know. Laugh. I mean, I've said this in weeks past, but every time you're offended, laugh. Like, I, I get it. Like, and yes, is that a defense mechanism I need to talk to my therapist about? Yes. Is it make me more likable? Absolutely. Like, laugh. Like, at least be like, damn, bitch, you got me. Like, yes. That, that hurt. That hurt. That's a, like a, more fun than just being like stoic, stone faced. Well, brother, I mean, Anitra comes into this competition and her opening line was something like, there's no rest for this resting bitch face. Mm -hmm. which is great because it meant that she took the note this uh -huh. idea that she can be too hard and too serious and she needs to and and she's letting you know yeah, yeah, yeah i yeah. know i come across this way but i can lighten up i can make a joke out of what i am 
What a sense of humor. And Lucy can't like do that. I know. Poor thing. She'll get there or she won't. Um, Lux Noir London. Wow. Oh, yeah. Giant uh, slicked hair bow with this um, pink fluorescent. Uh, like uh, it's it's not, but it, it reminds me of um, uh, it. Just like it looks, uh, I'm trying to remember the name of the Japanese garment. It reminds me of. It looks like an amazing Japanese inspired garment. It's beautiful. I love it. It's so a trip chic, for me. So wonderful. And I actually was when when she got to the main stage and there was more light, and then you could sort of see the bow in her hair. Uh-huh. That was even more breathtaking. I mean, this is a this is a good look here. It does pop. But mm-hmm. the more you look at it, the, the the more you fall in love with it. Yeah. I mean, it looks so good. The way she's integrated her, her hair and the makeup. It's just gorgeous. This is how it's you a, do a, simple, but it doesn't feel overly simple. It's a chirp. I mean, Lux can sometimes be grating with her uh, confidence. She's a bit, she can be a bit much. Yeah. But yeah. I'll be damned if she doesn't bring the goods. I mean, she, if if she's suffering from any drag delusion, it's the lowest level form. I mean, she just, you know, she thinks everything she does is flawless, but I will say everything she does is excellent. Yeah. I think I'm thinking of the yukata. That's what I'm, the word I'm looking up. Whatever. It's fucking fierce. Um, And I'm here for her overconfidence because she's like, she's so eloquently put it in online when she's fighting with Trinity the Tuck, which have you caught any of that online? Because that's fun. Oh, yeah. No, I'm on on Lux's side. Oh, fully on Lux's side. And again, look, uh, Trinity, like, I guess Trinity was bothered because she said her... Her um, fucking Amanda Lepore wasn't very good on Snatch Game, which started and precipitated this beef yeah. between them. But g- guess what? Neither of your Amanda Lepores were very good. So uh, we yeah. need like an outside referee just to be like, eh, strike that from the record and move on. <laughs> like, it, it's a race to the bottom. I mean, there is there is something, you know, Anitra, again, we're just going to go back to her because I love her so much. Like she lets you love her. She doesn't tell you why you should love her. She just T. lets it happen. Yeah. And I think sometimes queens go a little far in telling us how great they are. We will discover that. We can make yes. that determination. Yes. You don't have to keep hitting us in the head with it. Yes. Yeah, I'm Team Lux. Trinity, look, you can make your point. Sure, Trinity is allowed to say, like, I don't like you very much, but I don't know why you would feel it's okay to... S- yeah, they're both wrong. I think they're both wrong. Well, I think, I think especially with Trinity, it's just trying to get back in the conversation. I, mean, I always think every time Fully. there's a new season, old queens try to like get Ugh. their hooks in. You're so, so it's like, remember right. me? Remember me? I'm out I'm here. I'm going to say something mean too. Her TikTok is like something about it is so thirsty, like a thirsty dad energy. Like <laughs> I'm not, I'm just like, I'm going to do a TikTok trend, kids. And I'm like, go live your life. Don't do this. No, it's not <laughs> like, for everyone. No, 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 no. Um, clearly podcasting was not for her. Um, but, uh, (laughs) I can't, okay, this is so mean and there's no point for me to saying this, but I remember her actively not listening to people on her podcast and it drove me nuts. Well, okay. Can we talk about that for a second, Monica? Yes. Would you like to tell the children? People think being in a podcast is easy. They're like, it's just hard. Yeah, no, it's it's crazy. You have to be present in the moment and then move forward and then keep it cute and then make a joke and then also not make a joke because not everything has to be a joke. It's a balance. Yeah. 
And, and not everyone I can think. do it. Famously, and also, not everyone. And some people might hate what I do, and that's fine. They're allowed to. I, I embrace the hate. Like, because I'm not going to waste my time trying to prove to someone why they should like my podcast or not. If they don't, that's well, you, fine. That's another thing I want to remind Queens. I mean, this you get this when you work on television shows. Mm-hmm. Our job is not to wow everybody. It's to find our audience. Yeah. And yes. once you have your audience, <sighs> that's who I'm speaking to. That's who yes. I'm catering to. That's yes. why I'm here. And the rest of you can go pound sand. I really, you know. I really do have to say, like, it's the when uh, the people who are kind enough to say, hey, bitch, I love your podcast. I, I mean, it, I, I hope everyone listens, but I, I, I do see when queer people of color reach out. Like, queer people of color reach out to me the most, I would mm-hmm. say, because they're like, it's so nice to like, that there's just a point of view out there, maybe that, mirrors how I'm experiencing the show. And that they're not getting in many other places. Gee. <laughs> I mean, because that's it. The most popular ones. And again, this isn't anyone's fault, but you know, people really look, there's just, I, there's the uh, subconscious bias and the numbers don't lie. People sure do like white people. <laughs> people, yeah, sure especially do. white people. They seem to be really enamored. With there's themselves. a lot of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of them. So next, <laughs> before we started race war, um, yeah. <laughs> Malaysia baby doll fox. I mean, wow, Love this her. is a chirp. This is this yes. might be a caca for me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, right here. I mean, this just that just <laughs> this entrance look. I was like, send her straight to all stars. Yeah, I miss her. I mean, that's another thing. Like some of these queens come back, and you're like. Oh my God, I've missed you. I forgot that I missed you. I hate it when she went home and she has a sense of humor and she, I, well, she didn't own it as hard as I wanted to because there was a moment where they were like, what were you saying? And then- She did walk back the bullying charge. Yeah, she, she walked did that say, back. I wish, I wish I hadn't said bullying because I know that's triggering, which was very smart to get that. You want to put a line through that. That was smart. I just wanted more of her being like, bitch, I was in my feelings. This show's hard. We I haven't chose really you, had that where somebody said, like, I, mean, I would love somebody to go, you know, what happens when it's episode six and it becomes clear to you that you're not going to make it? Like, you really do look around at mm-hmm. these other queens and you're like, it's this dream of mine is slipping away and I didn't handle it well. I think it fucks you up. I think it fucks you all the way up. Oh, yeah. Because everybody has to walk into that workroom on the first day thinking, I'm going to kill it. And then yes. it becomes clear that, baby, I am drowning. And yeah. not only am I not going to kill it, but I'm probably not going to make it to the final episode. Oh, That's it's hard. heartbreaking. That, yeah, to sit with that. It reminds me of like eating. season four when like the girls, two Jiggly Caliente's face are like, do you think you're going to win? Like, and you <laughs> see me. Jiggly like kind of crumble and she can't confidently say, yeah, I think I'm going to win. Because deep down she's judging. Oh God, it breaks your heart. <laughs> It's so it's so heartbreaking. And also at that time, we didn't know what we know now, which is you don't have to win no. to have this become a career-making a, a opportunity for you. Like to- that isn't totally. that isn't necessary for you to become someone yeah. that the fandom will love. Yeah, fully. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. I love this look. Yes. Yeah, this is a chirp. This is a chirp. Go, Marsha. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I've always been a fan. 
Marsha wins just by putting a little more makeup on her face. And she actually did have a sense of humor. Yes. Where she's like, I'm kind of a baby drag queen. I will say that, but I'm a performer. Yes. I mean, and, and surprise, I mean, I did love that, that she really, um, people, people underestimated her. Mm -hmm. Good for her. Yeah. Amazing. Mistress Isabel Brooks. (laughs) I love it. Yes. I love it. I, I am distracted that every time I see MIB, I just think men in black, but mm. I, that's not, that's not her. That's me. <laughs> I mean, uh, I kind of want her. I mean, can she paint my face when I die? I mean, I just really, uh, I mean, can, can I just be in the coffin with the mistress Isabella Brooks painted face? Um, I, she, I love this. She's so good at it. Mistress drives me crazy, but that is her intention. Yes. Like she is doing everything she means to do on that stage and in this competition. And to that, I, I can only tip my oh hat. Oh my God. I think one of my favorite moments in this episode was when she said like, do you think Lucy's being fake? And she says now or in the whole competition? Yeah. Like, yeah. and, and she does, she wasn't even joking. She was like, no, I'm serious now yes. or the whole time. This is well, a caca for a, me. A lot of, this is, a, yes, absolute caca. I mean, there's, there's a lot of queens who say shit and then quickly backpedal. Uh-huh. I mean, Mr. Stone backpedal. I love it. She defined the season. <laughs> Truly. I, for me, but feel free to disagree. I know some people find her a bully. Some people I, find I went, her too I went, much. I'll be honest, I went back and forth. I mean, there was, yeah. there were points where I thought this is too much. But and, and I do I do think she's guilty of being someone, and we all know this person who likes to play and likes to poke and poke and poke. And then when they go too far, they want to go with, well, honey, you know, I'm just joking. Mm-hmm. And, and and they don't like it when you call them for crossing the line. So that is her. But also that's sort of what you sign up for when you're dealing with that person. Dish it back. That is what you I mean, if I was her, all T, I would just hit it right back. Yeah. Like she seems to be able to take it. But again, yeah, if you're going to come for my gig, I'm going to come right back for yours. Like, okay, Princess Poppy giving Rebecca Glasscock cosplay. Yes, there was Rebecca Glasscock sort of entrance look from season one. It is, it is so hilarious. Yes. I mean, you scream when you see it. And of um, course, like, you know, some people didn't know that. Who would know the reference? You have to be such a drag race geek like us to care. Yeah, but. Yeah. Well, you know what else I like about this look? I mean, God bless Princess Poppy, who sort of is having, um, redefining her relationship with drag. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, she says here, I'm quitting. She says she's not going to quit, but she doesn't seem to want to be a drag superstar in that way. She isn't, she wants to sort of be a little... Yeah, Less I'm of a torn. I'm torn because like the, the, the cynic in me the cynic in me is both like, I get your sense of humor and stop underselling yourself. Mm. You know, like, it's maybe I've a confidence done that. issue. Yeah. 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 I've done that. I've taken a shit on myself, which is like, ha 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 funny. But also it's like, oh, that's coming from a deeply insecure place too. Can I give her an award for like value, the best value shopper? Because this look is funny and it's memorable and it didn't cost her thousands of dollars. Absolutely. Like some of these girls came to uh, this came to the show. They have come out of pocket deep for these. There looks. should be like there's a golden boot. There should be a bang for your buck. I mean, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, she spent, you know, you know, 1999 on this top. Right. And, and we're never going to forget you think it. that much. <laughs> <laughs> and we're never going to forget it. 
So I mean, hats off on on the on the value shopping of uh, Princess Poppy. I love it. I love it. And she's funny. She made me laugh in the reunion. Oh yeah. Okay, Robin Fierce, looking amazing, giving yes. Matrix, giving early two thousands. I mean, I mean, they, you know, they they sometimes say don't rely on that body, but if this is your body, I mean, baby, you rely. show it off. I mean, rely. Uh, it's. She's I mean, so it's gorgeous. just phenomenal. I mean, everything. And also, here's the thing: people think if you're skinny, it's easy. You just put anything on. You mm-hmm. still have to make sure the fit is right. Mm-hmm. You know, this this thing's got to hang on all the right curves. <laughs> and she she she's got it. And now I see you should clock. So uh, she posted on her story how tightly she wrapped her those leg straps around her that they left marks the next day. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Like, no, there's a commitment. I mean, that's the thing. Again, with high fashion, you know, most people dress for the weather. They dress for comfort when truly. you were dressing for a look. You understand that your feet are going to hurt for the next day and a half. Yeah. You understand that the clothes are going to leave marks. God, so, I mean, so but hot. that's, but look at what she's serving. She's, she's beautiful. so beautiful and soft and lovely and kind. Okay. We have to take another break and then we're going to finish chirping and burping these looks. So silence. I feel like taking another break. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Selena! Oh, I'll bring back my break. Um, Selena S. Titis giving to Wong Fu. Thanks for everything, Julie Newmar. Yes, and I love this. And also, like, her personality comes through just in the posing. Yes. And it reminds me, I was like, oh, I've missed you. I love you. Selena S. Titis, come here. I mean, mean, that is a great gown. You want to put your face (sighs) in the namesakes. Her package is such a love letter to the Latinx Latine community that like it, it it makes me really happy. It really excites me. I saw the finale look. You're everyone's gonna die when you see your finale look. It is such a complete love letter that like yeah, some people were just like, it, but it doesn't look good. That's what some people's critiques were. They're like, yes, I get the reference, but I don't think it looks good. That's there was, what some people there were some misses. There were some misses. And, there were. And I would, I, I would actually, I do, I would attribute that to probably having the money to get some of the finishing touches done. Fully. I don't think people realize how much economics and money play into this. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you, you know, she has to pick maybe three or four gowns where you can get the tailoring and the fitting done. Yeah. And the rest is like, it's a little more homemade. It maybe yeah. isn't as polished. 
But no one can tell me, I mean, she never went out there without a point of view. She never went out there not knowing her references. And this, I, I, look, I, I do awful drag and my ugly, awful drag costs hundreds of dollars. That's just a fact. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like even to buy, like, and that is a lot of money. <laughs> so like to then elevate yourself and look like a showgirl and have the gems and the stones and the wigs, it costs fucking money. <laughs> and we forget, I mean, there are times where you've got to do two looks a week. I mean, like there, I mean, like this is, it's right? a lot to ask. And I think- what you what you see with some queens is they're trying to pick their moments. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, some weeks you're just trying to be safe. You know this isn't your best drag. Yeah. But you're just trying to get through this week's challenge. Fully. Having said that, I think the reference, some people had problems with the makeup, but I just think the reference is so strong, I have to give it a chirp. Yeah, I would chirp this. People don't Live. like this makeup or just in general her makeup. Uh, people were saying this makeup is flawed, I guess. And it's probably especially because of the reunion angle. You know, the reunion angle is like showing her jaw, which she was, you know, shading to look more like John Leguizamo and Tu Wong Fu. Uh, it's a mess. <laughs> yeah. It's a mess. Drag race is toxic. And uh, let's see. We have Sasha Colby. Oh, I mean, I mean my only critique again. is. It's a little similar to something she's worn. Has she worn? She's worn something so close to this before. But well, this is certainly in her style. Um, yeah. I mean, like at this point, like I feel like if you just put out outfits and showed them on a mannequin, I could tell you what the Sasha Colby look is. Yeah. Which fully, is a testament fully, fully. to her that she has it. I have the weirdest critique of this look. Mm. I don't think she needed the blue contacts. I, it's a little distracting. I kind of agree. Like, I want to see her soul. And, like, when I see the blue contacts, I just see evil Medusa woman. You know what I mean? And that's fine. That's her prerogative. But I agree. I wasn't like, oh, they're beautiful. I was like, oh. Well, I actually thought later when she was having, when she was being heartfelt and she was talking, it undercut what she was saying. Yeah. You're I was right. sort of, like, staring into these weird eyes. I was like, what? Oh, oh, you're having a moment. Okay, got it. You know. Yeah, you're right. It, it, it changes the moment. Still a chirp. Yeah. Still unbelievably gorgeous. And finally, sugar and spice. Here's the thing. <laughs> I, when the I... moment they showed up, I was like, who are these two idiots? And yet now I love them. I love them. And uh, now, and if you're a sugar and, spi- and spice fan, turn this off right now. Their, uh, their let's just, their attempts at conversation and reacting and saying words were so like toddler level these they can't talk well they're not built they're not built for this competition no they are they are and and get ready for this children some of you will have to look this word up they are a vaudeville act yes okay like they they work in tandem they have their bits it's sort of it's sort of at that vaudeville slapstick level. Yeah, they're not. They are not high art. They are not high comedy. And no. and I don't. And I respect them on their terms. Like, right. I mean, for what they do, that's great. Are they ever going to win all stars or any of no. these competitions? Not in a million years. But no. are they? I mean, I find them amusing. They're and, great and, for the TV show. Yeah. 
Yeah. But my God, every time they tried to say something, I'm sorry, I'm just going to be really mean. They couldn't form good sentences. They weren't, they weren't replying or sometimes they were trying to interject. And it, again, it was like a child at a, a dinner table of adults well, trying they to say something valuable. Everything that they can present to you is very much planned out and sketched out. Yeah. And so they don't go off script. Yeah. They are not the drag queen who's going to come back with a witty one-liner off the top of their heads. No. But they no, can no, execute no. their shtick well. I and mean, they look great. They look great. They're cute. And I do think, I think you heard from some of the other, the other queens, it's almost this idea of like, okay, drag can mean many things. And they are a legitimate wing in the drag community. Are mm-hmm. they, can they compete? Do they, do they belong on stage in this competition with like, Sasha and Anitra? Absolutely not. No. But they are adorable and they did win. They had more to them than I thought they did. They're well cast. I gotta say, though, I mean, like, this season was great. I, I, I can't, you know, this season was, some people are saying the best season since 12 or 10. Uh, again, I, I enjoy almost every season, but some people yeah. really, said I think it's this. one of, I think it's one of the greats. I mean, I really did enjoy it. Uh, I mean, but like you said, mistress stirred the pot. I mean, you need, I mean, mistress and Lucy without each other. I don't know yeah. what the season is. It's just like, it is, it is the Sasha Colby meet and greet. It really is the Sasha Colby meet and greet. And I'm surprised she was able to go so far with like never dirtying her hands. Like, and even in this reunion, I'm like, this is a good time to dirty your hands. Never. Just, I respect everyone. I see everyone. It's got a bit of like, you know, sort of like Bianca Del Rio, uh, Bob the Dragon. We've had seasons where the winner seems very clear from the onset Yes. And, and, and it's never, it's never really in doubt, but you know. Yeah. But luckily there were other, there were other elements. Like if, 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 if the surprise of the season isn't who's going to win, then you need a Lucy and you need a mistress to make it interesting. Fully, fully, fully. We needed that. I would have died without it. This reunion would have been dead without it. My note to some of the girls is fight more uh, in general. Um, I, I, I'm here for this Marsha V mistress moment of, uh, who, who was, who was better. And I think I might agree that Marsha was better at snatch game than mistress. I might oh, agree. Yes. Oh, I would agree. Absolutely. I mean, mistress, I mean, and I do like that. I mean, they were, the people sort of spoke up and said that said that, you know, wait a minute, you got beat. But mm-hmm. I mean, but yeah, there needs to be more, um, a little more fighting wouldn't have hurt. Yeah, this is this sort of this isn't going to go down as maybe like the best. I don't think it's going to go down as like a best untucked in any way, unfortunately. Uh, uh, not that it needs it, but I, I won't like there won't be those big fight moments like I remember from some of those reunions. Right. Well, Except it's for interesting. I wonder. Me. I mean, I wonder now if we just live in an age where the queens won't go there. Ugh, like they bummer. just know that, like, you know, I don't want to be. I don't want, I don't want the backlash in social yeah. media and you know, it, you know, sometimes it affects your bookings. If you, if you become a little too harsh, people won't come out to see you. So everybody's still trying to, you know, audition for not only all-stars, but the road. 
That is a really, really, really good point. Auditioning for the road. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. Uh, people have to be your fans if they're going to come to your show so you can get your booking fee. That is a really good point. How is Mistress able to so clearly do both? Like, it, that takes that's a real skill. Well, because Mistress doesn't deny that she's doing it. Right. I think a lot of times people, when they're playing the villain try to go, well, I'm not a villain. I'm just being honest. And Mistress is like, no, no, this is my ladle. I'm stirring this pot. Yeah. Like, watch me, sir. Would you like a scoop? I'll give it to you. So, like, <laughs> just by owning it, it makes her a lot more fun. And uh, it makes it a lot more palatable. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. This at uh, this season has some high moments. If you had to put a couple in the top moments, wait, wait, what, where, like, what moments stick out to you as season-defining moments? I mean, it was. I was surprised they let it happen because it's, it's, it's. It seemed a little early, but Anitra mm. lip-syncing against Sasha Colby, yes, was just. I mean, I, my, I levitated off my couch while they were performing. That was a real Evie Oddly versus um, fucking Brooklyn Heights moment. Where oh, yeah. the producers got so hard and I don't know this at all, but like, it, I wonder, I mean, it feels like this season, even in this reunion, it felt like they're leading us back to that moment in the finale. Yeah. I mean, like, just- They're queuing like it up. I mean, I don't know who else could, I mean, like maybe Lux, I mean, you know, Anitra, anything can happen. Like, you know, you can, you can twist your ankle. You can have, you can be in a headspace where you don't perform one night. Right. Uh, so anything can happen, but if everybody delivers what we know they can deliver, it seems like we're heading towards Anitra and Sasha and, and I don't mind a rematch. So that would be, they that love would be it. good. They love it. And um, the, they love it. Mistress also had another defining moment. I mean, Mistress should just should go and copyright the phrase drag delusion. Yes. She's introduced <laughs> it to the lexicon. I've started to try to take it into the straight community. Uh, I mean, like we should all just it it it, it explains so much of our world in it this show and beyond. It takes you okay. So here's my question to you though, as a very successful person. Do you think delusion is a tool that's helped your career? I just, like you do have to. I mean, like if you're if you are a dreamer, you are delusional. Like right, right. right. That is how this works. You have to believe that against the odds, you are going to rise up and get to do something that other people can only hope to do. Like right, mm -hmm. like you're really going to make it. So that is. That is okay. And I don't mind walking into something with delusion. The problem mm -hmm. that happens here and is startling is after a competition, when you're looking back on a performance, that's not, that's not anticipating something. Now mm -hmm. we've actually done it. The inability to assess your performance is problematic. Like I, <laughs> I know, I know I'm a very good writer. And when I'm, when I, when I am writing a new episode, I have I have the intention and all the confidence that it's going to be great. But yeah. I have written things that when I sat there on stage, I said, well, this ain't working. And I know it's my fault. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That is the difference. You can always have the highest expectations for yourself going in. You need to be able to be a cold critic of your performance after mm -hmm. all is said and done. And mm -hmm. some of these girls cannot. 
<laughs> no matter yeah, what happened, not. they thought it was flawless. I'm like, honey, the audience didn't laugh. Your your wig fell off your head. Right. <laughs> how, how could you, what, what do you mean you thought you should have won? Yeah. Yeah, it seems to be a valuable tool. It's and and frankly, like it's I I am a dreamer, and I sometimes I do wish. I guess I wish my delusional voice was louder, because mm. like they're both fighting. Like um the the dreamer and the cynic are constantly fighting. I think as a creator, and maybe they're both valuable tools for me. I think um, I think one is forward looking, and one is what you use to sort of evaluate. So going uh-huh. forward, I tell people, you, I mean, if you, you, if you're, if you don't think you can win, you shouldn't be out on that stage. Yeah. But after the show is over, if we're looking back on the performance, you have to be able to pick apart your own work if yeah. you want to get better. Yeah. Fully. Fully. Yeah. But you don't want to be picking that. up, you don't want to be picking yourself apart as you are walking out of the wing. Like that's horrible. <laughs> you know, that's, that... that's, that will, you know, that you can't do. You can't um, do that. It'll kill you. I like It'll to say to my you. critical voice, like sometimes before I'm about to do something, I'll say, we can get back to you in like 10 minutes. Like yes. I will talk to you. I'm leaving you here. Once yeah. I'm done with this, I will see you again, but goodbye for now. Yeah. I'm trying to work on being like, thank, like, it's so weird. This is now we're just talking about therapy, but I think it's mm-hmm. very pertinent. Like, um, thanking that part of you that got you here. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. let's say even like being like, thank you. Let's say like destructive, self-destructive me. Thank you for bringing me here. Thank you for dropping me off at the mono meet and greet. I don't need you anymore. Mm. You know, like but you, like, you brought me here. I believe and now it. I'm going home. Like, I don't need you to get home. I believe in therapy and I, I'm, a, I, I do it. My big thing is one of the hardest things to learn as you get older is a lot of the tools and a lot of the tactics you used to survive and to achieve are now hurting you and you have to put them down. And it's hard. Isn't that fucking hard? It is because you're like, but what are you talking about? This is what got me through the jungle. And you just yeah. like, you're not, you're not there anymore. Yeah. You're not there yeah. anymore. Fully, when I was a baby fully, writer, fully. when I was a baby writer, I was very like aggressive and because tr- I was just fighting to get my ideas heard. Yeah. Well, now I'm the showrunner. I don't have to yeah. yell. I don't have to raise my voice. Oh, that sounds nice. <laughs> you know, I've got, but I had to make that change because I think on the climb up, I kept a lot of that behavior and people were sort of like, I mean, why are you acting? You could just tell me what you want. You don't have to push so hard. Hmm. And I thought, oh, I guess I don't. I don't have to wow. push so hard. They're just going to, you know, but you have to learn that, that the, the thing, and it, and it was valid then, and it's just not serving you now. And it's very hard. I suggest everybody go see somebody for like an hour a week. That is really hard. I'm I'm literally working through that right now. It's like, as a co- as a co- comedian, I got here being the brown queer, uh, fat. Uh, I was a fat brown queer loser. Like that got me here. That like helped sharpen my comedy. It helped sharpen. Um, like even just putting worth in my ideas over my body or something like that. Like it got me really, really, really far. And now I am actually becoming someone strong and who doesn't, I'm like, my, my like dreams are coming true. And now I don't know how to let go of the hurt version of myself and just live in the present winning version of myself. Well, it's not, it's not easy. Cause I mean, that, that, that armor, that other version, you spent a lot of time there. So it's going to be a long goodbye. 
And I'm just like, just think of it as putting the hours in. I mean, I was, I mean, when I was show running, um, everyone understood that Friday from two to three, I was unavailable mm -hmm. because that was my therapy time. And I was like, I, the show can burn during that hour. Okay, guys, <laughs> we'll figure it out when I get, when I get out of this, but you really do need to make that time for yourself and, and do that. It's one of the biggest transitions. And it's something we're watching a lot of these Queens do these, these Queens have come from clubs and they've come from settings where they had to be maybe very aggressive. They had to champion for themselves and throw elbows. Yeah. And it's hard to let that go. It's hard. It's really, really hard. I guess what I'm saying to all of you listening is drive your former self to a bus stop and leave, Can leave I, that I, child I, there like will, a Roxy Andrews. I don't, let me tell you, I mean, I don't even think you, you could, you can abandon them, but I would just say, go ahead and honor them. I mean, that's, I think there that's... really is that idea of like, thank you. You were a bad bitch. I wouldn't have gotten through childhood, high school, college, whatever. Yeah. Without you by my side, you have earned your rest. You can put your oh you can put your God. you can put your sword down. You're good. We don't need you to that fight the war for us anymore. Wild. So you're saying like like a fucking Game of Thrones finale, like, yes. like give them, laying give them, them a to peerage. rest. You are now you give them something to go do. Send them to the House of Lords. Make them a duke. Whatever oh you need God. to do mentally. You're not, because here's the thing, you're not apologizing for the way you were. You're not denigrating them. You're just evolving. Yeah, that's good. And if you want more of that, you got to check out <laughs> Bel Air on Peacock. <laughs> if you want more of that actual beautiful life lesson shit. You uh, I mean, by the way, it's, it's, it's mostly in the book. Go get My Government Means to Kill Me. And it'll it's be, so good. I'm listening to like the audio book because I'm a dumb bitch, but oh my goodness, I love it. Jel the actor Jelani Aladdin, who is gorgeous inside and out. Wonderful. Does the audio book. And like, I mean, I mean, as you could imagine, I know every word of that book. And I listened to the audio book and he had me and my feelings. <laughs> yeah. Like there should be no surprises for me. I mean, you, at this point, I'd read the book a thousand <laughs> times. You would think I'd be dead inside to these words. When Jelani Aladdin performed that, I was I was crying. It was very good and laughing, very good. And, yeah, oh, it's, so it's a sexy. very lovely voice. It's so sexy. It's Have I you, haven't seen their I haven't seen their image yet, but there it's a very lovely, sexy sounding voice. That image will will not disappoint. Have you gotten to the, when you get to the sex scenes? Uh, no, just the light stuff now, right? I've only done gotten to like the bathhouse stuff and like the the neighbor who like there there seemed to be sexual tension there, but like he they, but they very plainly say like nothing happens between us. Mm -hmm. You got the way yeah. there's there's more coming. There's more coming. Okay, okay. And okay, Jelani okay. delivers. Uh, so the, these these queen reads are great. I love that we're actually seeing more of the reading challenge. What else happened in this very long reunion wrap up that we need to cover? Oh my goodness! Anything I mean, stick out to you? I I did like that they went through the gates, sort yes. of the 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 wig gate. Is it forty inches? Heaven uh, gate. Heaven gate. Metal gate. I mean, some queens I thought did better at owning what was going on than yeah. others. Yes. Um, and so that was that was that was interesting to me. Like I I mean, I just wish people would say, look, I, I want to win and I want it. Lux yeah. did an interesting thing because Lux, when they asked her why did she give the role to Lucy, she she's like, Well, I could see she was hurting and she really wanted it. And I thought if she bombed, that would be a bigger fall for her. 
But that was my secondary reason. I wanted to just go, Lux, just own that. Yeah. Yes, I was, you know, I would have said that, you know, Lucy was running her mouth and I thought, well, let her have it. Let her, she thinks she's so badass. Let her have it. And if she falls on her face, good. And if I was, and if I was Lux, I'd also thrown in. And you'll notice she didn't win that challenge. Yeah. She had the starring role. She got everything she wanted and she didn't win. They put her in the bottom, which is so funny and mean. She did so much. <laughs> it's so mean. She did like a very good job. Um, well, at that again, point, they were, I think they were just trying to drive her crazy. They really were. And it was good TV for us because what, what we didn't, ha- again, there was no other option for us. Sasha wasn't good. Sasha was just dead set on showing her talent and not fighting. Yeah. Um, and Mistress and Lucy already hated each other. So that was great. Yeah, it was um really, really wild. Really wild. Too much talent in this season, I guess is what I'm saying. But um again, and Lux wouldn't have been good at that heaven gate, the heaven sorry, the heaven bacon character. No. How did you no. feel about revisiting when they had to say who's going to be going home? Oh, like revisiting that. Like just the Well, the, just, I mean, I can't first of all that they replayed Lux's Two and a half minute monologue. Oh my god! I mean, they gave it. To, I, th- I mean, we were. I was watching it at home. I go, are they going to run this whole thing again? Yeah, there again. It's like show us more of the unseen footage instead of the seen footage. You know, because yeah. um, I'm guess I well, I saw this without commercials, but I'm guessing this this whole this was a whole two hours with commercials. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It, it was. I, I saw it with commercials. Too. Which, is, which is rude. I think that's. Oh. I get it. They want the advertisements, but come on, guys. Oh, yeah. Come the. Well, fuck you know on. what I would have. What I would have paid for, and this is, and I know they have this footage, and they must have this footage. Give me if you're gonna run Lux's entire monologue again, just show me Lucy's face as <laughs> the whole time. Yes. And just, yes. And, and push in closer as she's building. To I, and, and and her drag is generic. That's what like that's what I want. I agree that like that the that, the the picture in picture of Lucy Laduca was the best bang for our buck. Yeah. Seeing her like frozen, uh, uh, like trying not to be bothered expression worked every time. Well, the thing that hit me, and it's a, like probably maybe a key to Lucy, is she doesn't actually just want to win the competition. She needs yeah. validation from the other queens. She yeah. needs, she wants yeah. them to like her too. And I'm like, oh, yeah. honey, that's yeah. very hard to get from your competition. Yes. And I get it. We, I have certainly been there before, but trying to learn more and more like whoever, uh, yeah, like it's, and it's been said on the show again, impress the people who love you. The people like, Love the people who already love you. Don't try to win over your haters. It's just not going to happen. Well, the thing I can't, I mean, and maybe this is just, it's just different people and their personalities. I mean, again, black, gay, you know, pretty obviously gay growing up. Nobody, nobody was, nobody Mm -hmm. was too shocked. Mm -hmm. Um, It was very clear to me at an early age that I was not for everyone. Uh huh. And that was liberating because I never, I mean, I didn't think I had a chance. So I never tried to be for everybody. You know, that's amazing. So See, you, I wasted years trying to Lucy Laduca. I wasted years um, trying to get everyone to like me. <laughs> yeah, I just knew that. Wasn't <laughs> and by the way, I didn't like everybody. I didn't. I mean, there were people I didn't. I didn't want you to like me. I don't like. I don't. You know. I would. Yeah. I would, you know. So I was. Yeah. I came up on a different side of the mountain. 
Yeah, I, 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 I went the other way. I went the like, let's, I don't know. I don't want to compare it. I'm like, like, like a SpongeBob. I guess I'll compare myself to SpongeBob. Like I was like, I can be liked. I'm happy. You know, like I went like the extreme of like trying to be liked, even when I didn't like people, I wanted everyone to like me. Mm. But yeah, now, now, now I'm learning and accepting that it's like people, not everyone likes me. And that's just I have, fine. I have one of my best friends is he's 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 a bit of a people pleaser yeah and he's all and and i'll ask him like he'll meet somebody new and he's trying to figure them out and i go what are you trying to do and he's like i want to make a new friend and i tell Mm -hmm. him over and over again you have enough friends (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. i tell myself that all time i go i go enough people love me already yeah if i if i walk into a room and it's not for me and i mean and i do all the time yeah rooms i mean there's still places, I mean, you know, not, a, not everybody's happy with like a, a black gay guy being the boss, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. There are a lot of rooms I walk into, they do not want to, they, they can't stand me. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I can't let that get in my head. Yeah. Yeah, T. T, like, I, I think you're this really well said. And it's like that I, I'm trying to like, again, I, I, I the, when I rationally think about it, I'm like, yes, I have my husband and I have my really good close friends. And like, that's enough. Yeah. That's enough for me. And, um, but that's interesting that, you know, in, in the workspaces, you're, you're able to still get, not let that affect you. I mean, they I mean, it's their problem to figure out. Yeah. It turns out I am the boss. Yeah. And if you don't want to work here, then go make that decision. Yeah. But I'm not going to, I mean, I couldn't imagine suddenly trying to placate them so that they yeah. feel more comfortable. Like that, that's not, that's, I mean, I fought too hard to get here. That's not going to happen. Yeah. I love that. I love that. You are really Sasha Colbying me right now. <laughs> You're just like, just like, oh, okay. Yeah. You like that, that option is there. Like, uh, just taking your power is there. And I, I love that. I mean, I once, TJ and I once worked on, uh, just by a fluke, two different drama series at once. Mm-hmm. And when in one room, we were the showrunners, like favorite right hand people. And in the other room, they talked to us like we were hacks and we didn't know what we were doing. Totally. And that was really interesting because that, like, that would happen in the same day. And I go, I wasn't a brilliant writer in the morning and an idiot in the afternoon. Right. It really just comes down to making sure I'm in the room that appreciates my talents. And yeah. sometimes you're not. Yeah. And, and you just got to figure a way out of it. Damn. So good. So true. So I guess there's not much I want to say left. I do want to talk about the golden boot. Yeah. Selena. Selena is given the golden boot. And I don't think she deserved it. Like. I did. I, I, yeah. I disagree with that call. Yeah. Like, especially for that look, which I guess was weird, but I thought it was kind of interesting and fun drag. Like, cause, okay. If we're giving a boot, that's just a boot. I think it should have been princess poppy when she wore that like extremely basic blue space age look. If you even remember that it was like a blue space bikini. Oh or, yeah. Like, there, a blue... there was no, there was no reference, no point of view. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Um, it should have uh, been that, but I guess Selena was the more rich story driven golden boot to give. I don't, I was really thrown by it. I mean, I guess she's probably the most, she's the highest ranked person you could dub, you could tag that to. 
Uh-huh. There are like three or four things Jacks wore that made no sense to me. And Fully. I would have absolutely given the golden Fully. Jax deserved it a couple times. I was, I mean, I literally, I mean, Jax came out and it became, I mean, it almost became like, what the fuck is she wearing? Like, I can't wait to see. I yeah. mean, it's almost like she was in a dark room with like lost luggage. And yeah. she just had to like <laughs> unzip the bags and dress herself in the dark and then go to the main stage. Like literally if the show said, and the golden boot goes to every fucking thing Jax wore. Like, (laughs) I I know that's too mean, but like, I would have been like, yeah, like, yes. I couldn't, I really, I couldn't, it it struck me as odd that they went to, for Selena for that. Um, I think what they were saying was this look was highly memorable and controversial. And to me, that's drag. So I guess that they were like, instead of picking a look that was bad and you forgot, let's pick a look that actually like had an impact. Yeah. No, I, I, I like Selena. Maybe I'm, I'm being, you know what? I'll be honest. I'm being protective. I just, I was like, I didn't feel she, if I looked at her entire time on this season I wouldn't remember her as the worst dressed on the runway. That's not how I would remember her. Special points to Selena this season. No, I'm sorry. This episode in particular, she won this episode for me when uh, someone says something about like, oh, you have like a fake accent. Like your your personality's fake and your accent's fake. And there is just like a, a, a pregnant two second quiet pause. And then she just says, okay, white girl. Yeah. And yeah. to me, I was like, <laughs> winning winning the episode i mean i i was I, again like that's that thing of that something popped up and i was like ooh, uh one i can't believe i think was it irene who said i can't believe that got said i think it was irene i, I it was wouldn't irene. have if i were i wouldn't have, i wouldn't have left it in the episode it's not a good moment because yeah a white person tell like i don't think your accent's authentic oh honey go, i mean um, like, like go sit down more- it's a microaggression into a macroaggression. <laughs> it's um, it's, it's wild. Britney Spears. Not yet a macro. Not yet a microaggression. Not yet a <laughs> macroaggression. <laughs> no, it's 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 really bad. And I it's was, bad. That was but this show is built on that shit. Mm-hmm. Like, frankly, like, and cr- frankly, the show has a history of like really strange microaggressions, like. A not black queen telling a black queen she's ashy. You know what I mean? We like, don't we don't talk enough about the fact that what's also happening on Drag Race is people coming from different parts of this country mm-hmm. and they've got very different spaces, very different relationships to race and and to what they know what they believe is okay and not okay. Yeah. Right? Like, and so though that's also a clash here that yeah. we don't really talk about, but yeah. it's certainly at play. Yeah, it's very real. It, it fully reflects the conversation being had and it continues to evolve of like, oh, we don't joke about that anymore. Oh, like we're even getting better about, let's say being more gentle with the binary. Like obviously drag was built on like some shit talking about like, let's say like how you represent a gender binary. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like it even feels weirder now when someone's like, that's clearly a man. You know what I mean? Like that that attitude has changed in drag. It's not the same of like, yeah, you can say that. It's a little more like, ugh, that feels like a little bit gender shaming. You know, I mean, it's gender shaming. I'm like, get a fresher joke. Yeah. I mean, we've heard that. We're beyond it. Let's, let's go. Yeah. Fully. 
Fully. I mean, I don't know if I have much more to say. I mean, I could talk to you forever, but I, no, no, it's already, I mean, it's are we, are we so gonna, great I, and fun. We're going to make this episode as long as the whole reunion was, right? Are we yeah, going, it really is we're at gonna this gonna point. Go two, we're going to go two yeah. hours deep. It really is at this Buckle point. Buckle up, kids. Buckle up, bitches. I just want to say I was touched by Lucy. Uh, uh, you know, I mean, with it, with everything being said, please do support the ACLU, dra- ACLU Drag Defense Fund. I was very touched by Lucy having a genuinely emotional moment, feeling about her state, representing and caring about her. I thought that was a wonderful moment for yes, everyone yes. and Lucy. Um, yeah, let's go fucking fight this bullshit that seems to be happening all oh, over the place. We're going to win. We're going to win. We're going to win. Remind us, Rashid, where, I guess before we go, I just want to say really quickly, who is your, I think I know your answer, but who do you want to win this season? I, I mean, not even, it's not a matter of one. I think it's going to be Sasha Kobe. I would love it if Anitra won. Anitra is my favorite. Mm-hmm. I don't see that happening. I think yeah. it's, I think it's Sasha for the win. It's a hard, it's a hard competition for all the other girls. And I honestly wonder if they're relieved I would be like, if there, you know what I mean? If there's that clear of a winner, it's almost like, let me relax now. Yeah, because just do your thing. Exactly. I'm just going to do me because there is this bitch, this icon, this Obi-Wan Kenobi of drag is unbeatable. She's going to win. Think. And, you know, and then, and then the other girls, you know, there's always all-stars. There's always all-stars. And again, and that's a perfect thing too. Sasha has no story on all-stars. No need to put on all-stars. Everyone else, absolutely. Put yeah. them on all-stars. Yeah. Where can we support you, Rashid? Where can we buy uh, the you book, can, an audio book? Oh, my God. You can get My Government Means to Kill Me anywhere books are sold. Amazon. I would also say there's Shop Queer. Um, I, I'm a big fan of Shop Queer. You can order the book through there. They've got signed copies. Um, oh, yes. Run by, uh, by, 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 by queer uh, independent book owners. It's, so I would, I would say go there first. But hopefully it's it's anywhere you go and buy books, the audiobook available and you know, Spotify, Apple, all the rest. You can follow I'll put me. that link below. That link will be below in the podcast description. The queer books link to my government means to kill me. Oh, that would be great. I love that. Yes. Um, uh, and where else? Um, you can find me on Twitter and TikTok at Rashid Newson. Um, mm-hmm. and you can find me on Instagram at Rashid.newson.author. Yes, that link will also be below. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, it's going to be a good-ass time. Uh, Mono, I can't thank you enough. I mean, this is, no. you don't understand. I've been listening for so many years. I can't believe my husband, like, inception this. He was like, you should get on the podcast. I was like, they're never going to have me. So I'm just oh, glad. Oh, my God. Glad the second you messaged me, I was like, come do the podcast. I was like, I didn't, I had no clue. Like, I had oh, no clue. Oh, this is wonderful. This is yeah, like, you're this wonderful. Is, you are my you are my Terry Gross. This is my fresh air moment. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. I'm so I, happy to be here. I genuinely adore you. I can't believe how much country and heart <laughs> this hour of podcasting has. I mean, that's my brand. I mean, good <laughs> lord. <laughs> well, if you like Dragger, the podcast, follow us at Dragger Podcast on Instagram and give us five stars on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. It helps keep the goddamn lights on. Till next time, my dears, let the music play. (laughs) 
was a HeadGum original.